Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hi, everyone. You are tuned in to Talk with Francesca. I'm your host, and in the next hour, you can know a little bit more than you do now, so stay with me here. My web address is talkwithfrancesca.com, and if you missed part of this very, very interesting show tonight, you can mosey on over to my iTunes page and listen there. I am also giving away tonight to the fifth emailer a $150 gift card to Jolie Medspa in Marshfield. They absolutely rock. So put in the subject line, beauty. All right, this show is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End, when you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food, great service, and an intimate setting. Terramia is your go-to spot. I know because it also happens to be my favorite, so make your reservation. They get busy very fast, particularly on the weekend. Even before the pandemic gripped the world, we had become a nation engulfed in loneliness. People have hundreds of friends on Facebook and countless connections on LinkedIn, yet real connections remain rare and elusive. So how can we reverse the growing trends of disconnection to forge meaningful connections in business and life? With us tonight is Susan McPherson, author of The Lost Art of Connecting, The Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. Susan is a serial connector, angel investor, and corporate responsibility expert. She's also the founder and CEO of McPherson Strategies, a communications consultancy consultancy focused on the intersection of brands and social impact. Susan is part of this year's 50 Over 50 Impact List curated by Forbes magazine. Susan, thank you so much for being on Talk with Francesca tonight. I'm thrilled to have you with us. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy to be here. Thank you. And I have to say, I absolutely love your Boston accent. Oh. My, my, late, my late mom grew up in Dorchester, so <laughs> it brings me back to my childhood. It's a wonderful feeling. Well, I didn't know I had a Boston accent, but okay. <laughs> okay. All you right. Do, All right. And it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you. So, you know, I had initially uh, one question to start with, but with Facebook's recent outage, um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts thoughts on what happened the other day you mean uh yes the other day it's crazy i mean uh i think we have many of us have become you know so reliant on facebook Mm. to stay in touch to keep up to connect to reach out but the good news is there are plenty of other platforms which twitter of course so eloquently uh basically said we're here for everyone today and yeah. they you know underscored everyone <laughs> yeah. but there's also text there's also email there's also the damn telephone okay so in other words yes i get it there's billions of people on facebook but it's not like the world shut down there were alternatives that we could turn to and quite frankly, my day yesterday was jam-packed with other modes of connection. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I realize, again, not to di- di- dismiss or demean any kind of people who, who spend a good deal of their time on there, but they're, it, it, it's not like someone takes your house away and you're homeless. You have other alternatives. Exactly. Well, what role do you think technology plays when it comes to connection and creating a community around us? I mean, I, I think it's a great entry point for us, but it, it really 
it seems like it's a crutch. I, just as I said, with this Facebook outage, I couldn't help but think of my sister. I thought, oh my, oh my, what's going to happen to her? And I love her. <laughs> what is she going to do? And she's and she's got a very powerful job, and you know she's brilliant. And but she's on Facebook, and she, you know, and, and personally as well as professionally. But um, you know, it, it's. It, I'm curious. So, what do you think technology plays when it comes to connection? Well, technology is a huge, um, a, a better of, but also a diminisher of. Uh, you know, we, we, of course, have just seen all this, the, you know, the Wall Street Journal um, report on how damaging Instagram can be to teen girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at some of the vitriol that has taken over uh, kind of the political discourse in this country, a lot of that beca- is because we have these immediate tools at our disposal, and oftentimes we don't think before we hit send. Yeah. You know, in the in, in the days when I was growing up in the late 60s and 70s, if you were going to dial a phone call, it was a rotary telephone, meaning it took probably at least 60 seconds to dial, you know, to <laughs> dial all the seven or if it was long distance, the 10 numbers, I'm maybe getting a digit off there. But in other words, so you had time to kind of think back, well, maybe I don't want to telephone this person, or maybe I need to refine my message. But when we have all of these platforms at our disposal, and all it takes is to hit the click button, oftentimes it can be harmful and hurtful. Um, On the other hand, all of them are fabulous tools to connect with people that you never would geographically have the opportunity to meet. So I think I'm mixed. Um, You know, I definitely see it as a benefit and curse. And I have to think that during this horrific pandemic, Mm -hmm. it has led us to be a bit more intentional when we do reach out to people. Because I do believe, and perhaps I look at the world with with rose-colored glasses because I am an eternal optimist, but I believe in some ways because of this, we are going to come out of it and be a bit more careful mm-hmm. when we are reaching out and also placing more value on our relationships. But um, if I could give you, I can't give you a definitive, it's good or bad. I mm-hmm. think it's just like anything else. In right. Life, it's mixed. I think the key word that I heard in everything you said was intentional. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very and, much. you know, back when email, you know, first came out, you know, I, I was... I've always sort of struggled with being impulsive, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot as I've aged, right? I've I've matured. Um, I'm, you know, grateful that I've kind of mastered that. But there were times if I got upset, send, you know, and ah, oh, you just mm-hmm. cannot take, and you cannot take words back. Not to mention, of course, that the tone is always not quite. You never know what that tone really means, right? Completely. And I don't have the stat at the top of my, my tongue, but the, the the amount of emails that are misconstrued oh. because the receiver can't pick up the tone or the annotation is, is you know, it's a ridiculously high amount. Oh, yeah. Or texting. So I think exactly. just like anything else, that 15-second rule, you know, reread before you hit send. Exactly. Because, you know, it, it becomes part of the quote-unquote permanent record once you hit that button. Right, right. You know, you grew up thinking that connecting with people regularly was a natural occurrence. I know that, you know, I was reading in your book and your your parents, you'd get up in the morning and they'd be clipping articles to send to friends about something that would interest them. I, I mean, I think that's just such a wonderful thing. So that was just so that became, 
your parents were obviously natural connectors. How did this idea become so central to who you are? Well, I thought everybody's parents did that. I just thought it was the norm. I would literally have to buy for real estate for my bowl of cereal uh, in upstate New York, uh, outside of Albany, where I grew up. And they would have the five local newspapers, plus yesterday's or the day before's Boston Globe and New York Times, because they were both from New England. And they would literally be massively (laughs) cutting and clipping and then go to their respective typewriters. Um, both manual and type little short misses, you know, whether thinking of you, Cousin Harry, or this story made me think of you, colleague Joan, and often to the postal mail that would go. So, you know, years later, the, the late 80s, when I uh, secured my first fax machine at the early part of my career, I was like a kid in a candy store because I could do what they were doing mm-hmm. much more, you know, much quicker. Uh, however, I, you know, I will tell you, Francesca, I think those faxes are still out in the ether because I could never really figure out how to use a fax machine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then in the mid-90s when we had, you know, the dial-up and CompuServe and AOL and, you know, whatever primitive email systems we had at our company, I could put 15 people on the same email chain and connect them all with an article or <clears throat> a recipe or, or something that I thought would bring the commonality and the uncommonality together. And, and by doing that, create friendships, create connections, create introductions, and create magic. And so for me, it was just an extension of everything I had witnessed as a child. Um, And then, you know, fast forward way to my future, I founded my company at age 48. Now, eight years in, about 95% of the business has been inbound. Uh, And what I have to realize is all that connecting was not a futile effort. I mean, it was fun. It was was great. But it also actually led to professional enrichment. And, and right, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Susan McPherson. She is the author of The Lost Art of Connecting, The Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. So, Susan, let's talk about how you are turning the traditional idea of networking on its head. And um, so what does this all look like, and how does this differ from the traditional networking model? Sure. Well, if you look up the Merriam-Webster definition of networking, It is pretty nasty. It is not fun, and there's a reason work is in networking. It's very transactional, and it it does not lead to that um, lifelong connection that I was mentioning, which helped grow my business. Now, I am not anti-networking by any stretch of the imagination, and you know, although our quote-unquote networking has been put on hold this last eighteen months, it will return, and we will continue to do it, whether we kind of enjoy it or not. But I find networking when you go to an event, whether it's a virtual event or if it's um, in real life, the the notion of walking around a room and grabbing business cards and going home and looking at the cards and wondering who the heck those people are right. isn't going to help you long term. It might be like an immediate gratification, kind of like Cheetos, but it is not going to be long term. Now, depending on what you do with the connections you make and how you follow up and how you stay in touch, that's when meaningful connections are born. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break. So listeners, stay with us here. This is Life I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. 
You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Ladies, are you tired of looking tired, noticing fine lines and stubborn wrinkles that won't go away? The professional team at Jolie Medical Spa in Marshfield offers Botox, fillers, all therapy, skin lifting and tightening, hydrofacials, IV hydration, and more. The warm and caring manner at Jolie Medical Spa will make you feel like you're coming in for a cup of coffee, but instead, you'll leave with a relaxed look on your face. Located conveniently at 435 Furnace Street in Marshfield, call them today at 781-248-5769 or visit them at www.joliemedspa.com to schedule your free consultation and know you are in the best of hands. Just wait for your friends to ask where you went on vacation, because you know they will. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. They say you are what you eat. In fact, the path to much of your health begins at your mouth. Dr. Nathaniel Chan from Advanced Dental Arts in Quincy and Norwell would like to take the time to show you how the well-being of your head, neck, and mouth affect your overall health. The family dentistry practiced at Advanced Dental Arts helps every member of your household have healthy teeth and prevent periodontal gum disease. Dr. Chan in particular focuses on cosmetics, sleep apnea, TMJ, and migraine pain. Even if you're not a patient, you can meet with Dr. Chan to discuss whitening, veneers, Invisalign clear braces, or implants. Reach out to Dr. Nathaniel Chan today to set up a free consultation at his office at either 353 Washington Street in Norwell or at 1250 Hancock Street in Quincy. Visit drnathanielchan.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit terramiaristorante.com. Are you tired of going to work for someone else and not getting paid what you were worth? Does the thought of not being able to retire until you're 65 make you want to cry? 
Right now, there are people who are learning how to invest in real estate to earn passive income. That's income you don't have to work for. With the right system, you can double your income in the next 12 months by learning the wealth habits and strategies to create passive income through real estate. But it will take hard work and determination to get there. It will require learning how to network with business owners and entrepreneurs. Register today for the 100 Millionaires Summit, being held October 22nd through October 24th in Orlando at the Florida Hotel and Conference Center. Buy one ticket and bring a friend to this life-changing event. To learn more about the summit, sign up to iBuildMillionaires.com today. This is You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Susan McPherson. She is the author of The Lost Art of Connecting, The Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. Okay, Susan, we're talking about networking. Let's pick up right where we left off. Well, I, I had mentioned how the, the, the notion of, of transactional is what takes over when we network. Mm-hmm. And we can flip it on its switch or flip the switch, however the, the terminology is, and turn what are networking relationships into long-term connections. But it doesn't happen overnight. So set the and scene for take, us. How does that happen? I'm, I'm sorry? I said, so just set the scene for us. How does that happen? Well... I like to kind of pre-plan before I go to a networking event. And again, I just want to remind listeners that that can be online or in person. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do is actually do what I can to find out who's going to be in the room before I go. Uh, We are, again, back to that technology thing. We're blessed in many cases to actually, you know, oftentimes know. And that way we can find out who it is that we want to connect with or reconnect with. And then we can do a little bit of research. Uh, you know, I joke in the 80s when I would go to an event or reach out to try to connect with someone, I had the Encyclopedia Britannica and the Yellow Pages to do research. Today, you can find out anything and everything about most people before you go to an event or attend a Zoom event or Microsoft Teams meeting. And what I suggest is find a little bit of point of comparison so that when you do meet somebody, you can start up a conversation and not talk about the weather or what you had for lunch that day. And I'm a big proponent of actually taking little notes, either on my, you know, device, handheld device or even having a little bit of uh, having my notepad with me, just so that when I get home, I don't just have a business card on the table and wondering who the heck was that person and what did we talk about. I'm just wondering if you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love my sleep. I definitely do. Um, and, you know, people say, how do you have time? And I say, I have time to brush my teeth. Exactly. This is not labor intensive. Sometimes mm-hmm. it means just, you know, following up with a text with somebody you met. Right. The other thing I like to do and, and might be a helpful helpful tip is ask people how they want to stay in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Some people say WhatsApp, which you would have been in trouble yesterday. Yep. Others say email. Others say text. Others say via Twitter. So I think it, it, it it's a very polite and genuine question to ask people and then make note of it. Mm-hmm. Put Absolutely. it in your phone. Put it in your calendar. So, Susan, explain the gather, ask, do method. Of course. Well, in writing a business book, I learned that you have to have a methodology. So I had to do some real intentional thinking and look back on how I've been able to connect so many people over the years. And that uh, deep, deep thinking resulted in the methodology that is described 
in the 225 pages of my book. And so I'll give your give the audience a, a very kind of 30,000-foot view of that. Um, in the gather section, the first and most important person you connect with is yourself. And you do some deep thinking to determine what are your goals for the next four years, four months, heck, even four weeks. And then you go about thinking who are the people you want to connect with or reconnect with that are going to help you meet those goals. Also in the gather phase, you do an assessment of your superpowers or secret sauces. And before anybody says, oh, I don't have any, we all have them. And they change and ebb and flow throughout our lives, but we have plenty of them. And the underlying theme of all three sections is this notion of leading with how can I be helpful to others? So it's important to determine what your superpowers are. And lastly, in the gather phase, you think about all the ways you're going to break that hermetically sealed bubble that somehow keeps us meeting the people who are the same age, the same race, the same gender, the same color as ourselves, and instead get out of our fishbowl so we can actually see the water we are in. The ask phase is where you learn to ask the meaningful questions of others so you can find out what their hopes and dreams are. Hence that underlying theme throughout the entire book, how can I be helpful to others? Well, if you don't ask them, you can't find out. And then the last section is the do. And this is where you, Francesca, asked me about do I sleep? Because I love the do part. And that's when you take everything you learned in the ask phase and you follow through. You follow up. You become the person who is reliable, trustworthy, the person who is known to get the proverbial done. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. the gather ask do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it goes into much right. more detail, but uh, it's it, kind of a high level view. You know, I I love that, and I the the part about um, what can I do for you or how can I help you. But then on the other hand, I think about it, and sometimes, um, and you know, almost that someone's wanting to sell you something. How can I help right. you today? I want to help you. It. it it does, I, you know, I'm not sure if it's just me that feels this way, but sometimes I do feel that when someone asks me that, it's they are wanting to sell me. Well, they are wanting to sell me something when they do ask me that. And and I recognize that outstanding salesperson, but I also recognize that it's because they're looking to, to sell me. So I'm just wondering how we might ask mm-hmm. someone that without it be, coming sure. across as salesy if that makes any well, sense. Well, let me, let me give you kind of a frame of reference. In my 20s and 30s and a good deal of my 40s, I had no idea I was going to be running a company. So all those times I asked for how, how I could be helpful to others, I wasn't selling them anything. Right. Oh, of course. Okay, and then 30 years later, guess what? They came back to help. Maybe not directly. Maybe they're not actually clients, but they're people who then told other people who told other people. So, um, yes, there are always going to be people who ask you and then turn around and all you have to do is say no thank you right right um but i think if you are genuine when you ask and then you actually follow through and do something then you erase that 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 even that thought um and i will say i mean we all i'm sure many of your listeners receive daily requests to connect on linkedin and within 90 minutes you have them trying to sell you their business or yes. their consulting service. All right. I say, why not instead, when you reach out and try to connect with someone on LinkedIn, do a little research and find out a way you can be helpful to them mm-hmm. and then make the ask. Right. 
So I agree with you. Yes, we always have to be on guard for takers, for people who are just trying to push something on us. But I fervently believe the vast majority of people are good and helpful. I think so, too. And sometimes the bad apple spoils the bunch. However, I also am a big believer in being direct. And if you feel somebody is trying to sell you something, say so. And ask them, what are they trying to sell? You may find out you want to buy something from them. (laughs) Right? You never know, right? And that's the other thing in the book. We don't know what we don't know. And if we shut off all the our ability to be curious and to learn more mm-hmm. from people that we don't assume can be helpful to us, we are so missing opportunities. We are going to take another short break, but when we do, we don't know what we don't know. I want you to elaborate on that a little bit, if you would. So listeners, stay with us here. This is Life Don't Miss it. This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat. Tide specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or the sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit TidesNahant.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Are you tired of going to work for someone else and not getting paid what you were worth? Does the thought of not being able to retire until you're 65 make you want to cry? Right now, there are people who are learning how to invest in real estate to earn passive income. That's income you don't have to work for. With the right system, you can double your income in the next 12 months by learning the wealth habits and strategies to create passive income through real estate. But it will take hard work and determination to get there. It will require learning how to network with business owners and entrepreneurs. Register today for the 100 Millionaires Summit, being held October 22nd through October 24th in Orlando at the Florida Hotel and Conference Center. Buy one ticket and bring a friend to this life-changing event. To learn more about the summit, sign up to iBuildMillionaires.com today. From newborns to newlyweds to grandchildren, photography helps us celebrate and commemorate. It archives a special time in our lives and gives generations of our family something to talk about. Capture that moment in your life with Amanda and Bella Photography. 
Amanda Ribello has studios in Situate, Massachusetts and Warwick, Rhode Island, where she can host you and your family for a personalized and personable photo session. She can also meet with you at any location across the South Shore for unforgettable, one-of-a-kind portraits. Amanda and Bella Photography offers a variety of session options based on your circumstances and goals, specializing in everything from portraits and headshots to family, newborn, engagement, and special occasion photos. Contact Amanda today to see if she's the right fit for your photo session. Visit amandaandbellaphotography.com. Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at the Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at the Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. This is life, don't miss it. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back. I'm speaking with Susan McPherson, author of The Lost Art of Connecting, The Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. Susan, before the break, you said, we don't know what we don't know. Can you talk more about that? Well, I grew up, you know, again, with those crazy parents who were clipping and cutting and manually typing, but they also embedded in me this this desire and this thirst to understand that every single person no matter who they are, no matter where they came from, no matter what quote-unquote role they hold in society or professional job title that they have, they are deserved of our attention, our interest, our curiosity, and our kindness. And that has really grounded me, even in times of of challenge and, and difficulty. And, you know, it's interesting, the people that you least expect sometimes that can open doors or make introductions or make recommendations are people that you never would have thought of before you gave them a chance. Exactly. So that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it, opening that door that you you know were afraid to open because you didn't know what was on the other side. But guess what? If you don't open it, you'll never know. Or you know, it, it, it sort of when you said that, it reminds me of you know the the guy that walks into a a car dealership in his t shirt and and grubby jeans and sneakers, and you know he can buy a Porsche yeah. in cash, right? So just don't be too quick to right. don't be so quick to judge, right? And and, yeah, and and be I mean, open and be open. But you also have to really you know. I, I was thinking about this whole thing this morning and thinking how how do you just sort of balance I mean you you know you're if you're connecting all these people and yourself and bringing all these people into your life and into your world I don't know maybe I'm hypersensitive but I would almost feel a, a sense of, of emotional overload but that's just you know so that this is why no, I completely hear you. And this is why in the gather phase, you are, you be strategic mm-hmm. um, and you think about what your goals are and who do you want to connect with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting we go and connect with all 9 billion people on this planet. 
I'm suggesting that you think about what, what are your goals. And again, it, it, it's so individual and so personal. Uh, and, and really think about, you know, especially right now with this kind of weird time work, times mm-hmm. we're living in, mm-hmm. it's really important to think about, you know, what do you want to have happen throughout now in 2022? And who can you connect with that's going to help you get there? Right. And vice versa, who can you connect with where you can, you can leverage your superpowers? Because it isn't all about me, me, me. I mean, we, we just can't live in a world where it's all about me, me, me. Uh, I mean, maybe for a nanosecond. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, Susan, in your book, you talk about going from the fear of missing out to the joy of meeting others. Can you explain what you're talking about there? Sure, sure. Well, professionally, I had a situation in the early 90s when I managed a sales territory for a company that nobody knew. And meaning I couldn't get invitation. I wasn't being invited to any event. I wasn't getting a seat at the table. I wasn't able to get meetings with decision makers. So I just decided to literally the four people I knew in the industry uh, invite them for what I called back then, and this is so dating me, but coffee clatch. Coffee what? And it was coffee what? coffee clatch. <laughs> <laughs> and within within um, within the hour, we were all just overjoyed to have tap into each other's knowledge about the industry we were in, and we decided that we were going to recreate it in two weeks, and each of us was going to invite another person. Within six to eight months, we had close to 100 people gathering every few weeks to talk about various things in the public relations sector, which was the, the, the sector I was in at the time. And it showed me that, you know, your fear of missing out can be flipped on its switch and turned into not the joy of missing out, which I was trying to, to do at first, but rather the joy of meeting others. And, you know, years later with all these, you know, tool, these, these social media tools, which sometimes can be crushing when you see that party in real time you're not invited right, to, right. flip the switch and become the convener. You don't have to do all the inviting. You can invite five people and ask them to invite three people each, and voila, you have an event. And you can gather the event around a particular theme or a cause or, or a book launch or a, a movie you all want to see together and then collectively share that information online. But by doing so, you're actually building connections and connecting others. And by, again, you know, advancing your, your world professionally and personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In your book, you write about the importance of being a good listener when it comes to building relationships, which I think I agree is key. But so what would you say is the best way to focus on becoming a better listener? Well, in the book, um, I talk about, you know, asking the meaningful questions of others and then responding by actually following through. Well, guess what? If you don't listen, you're never going to be able to get to the do section, and you're never going to be able to fine-tune your ability to be reliable and trustworthy. So my suggestion first, uh, I found it so extraordinarily helpful, um, and that is to listen to Dr. Julian Treasure's TED Talk. He's done four to four or five TED Talks just on the power of becoming a better listener. And one of the key takeaways I had that I was notoriously bad at, and probably because I love to get to the do, I was doing anticipatory listening where right. I would be already thinking in my mind while right. the person was talking, oh, what am I going to do to help or, or connect or intro? Yep. And now I actually sit back and I listen. The other thing I've learned is to be very direct because we all are guilty of this at times when you're talking to somebody and all of a sudden your mind goes to the, you know, Thai food you want to order for lunch or the dishes in your sink. And 
be conscious and catch and, and catch yourself. And it's totally okay to then say to the person, Do you know what? I missed what you said. Would you repeat it? And sometimes we're afraid to say that because it actually it actually admits our fault. But to me, it's actually a more lovely thing because you're reca- you're capturing your you know what you're doing exactly. and you're picking up and showing the person that you want to listen to them. And again, it brings back that word intentionality. So I now catch myself when I do that. Well, repeat yourself. And it's hard because we are always multitasking. You know, and it, yeah. it's especially, and again, with, you know, there's so much information coming at us at once, we can't help but, oh, right? But you no, know what, I, know. I, I, I know. don't remember when I learned exactly what you said, but you know what, I do do that sometimes, and I'll say, I'm sorry, I just got distracted. Could you repeat what you just said? And well, I, I, think, I think that is actually letting the person know I am engaged, I am present, but I got distracted, and so I want you to repeat it because I don't want to miss what you're saying. And so I don't find that vulnerable at all. I, I actually kind of think it's a loving thing to do. Um, you know, that's just that's just my thing. But, you know, it is very hard because I used to do that all the time, and even especially on radio. You know, I'm listening, and I, but I've got to want to say the next thing. And so I just, you know, write down like a – because I would think, wait a minute, how do I – how do I stay present? But then what do I do with that thought that's in my head, right? I just quickly write down a word right. or two on a piece of paper, you know, because <laughs> it is kind of, it can be hard. It. it can be hard when you're trying to focus on someone, but you have what you consider a really important thought that you want to share. And that it, it really is helpful um, to the conversation or really keeps the conversation going in, in the direction that you want it to. And it, Right. I mean, I think that can that can be a real challenge. Uh, it's just amazing how many books there really are out there on listening. Oh, it's oh, just there are. There are just, so many. But I think people have to understand it is such a it, it, learning how to be a better listener is going to help you not only in connecting, it's going to help you in everything. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so it, building um, meaningful relationships makes the world go around. It actually makes living a lot more fun. So just because I know we talked a lot about business, but just sort of from a personal um, perspective, I'm just curious. I'll, I'll just give you a little, share a little story. So I moved into this neighborhood about eight months ago. Love my home, love so much about it. I was very surprised though within, you know, I mean, it was, it was quiet. It was a quiet neighborhood. And I would walk my dog, um, must have been walking my dog when other people weren't walking their dogs. And then, you know, here and there, we'd see people say hello. But it was always pretty much small talk. And I thought, this is really kind of strange. Um, why aren't people <laughs> connecting? Why aren't people connecting more here? And because I consider myself sort of a natural connector, you know, I would I would say, Geez, you know, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, it's a very quiet neighborhood. Oh, it's always been very quiet here. Oh, we should put, you know, get a book club together. Mm-hmm. And what what I was saying is, you know, we should do this or maybe we should do that. And every single person I talked to, it was like they were hungry for this. Like, oh, that would be so great. We always talk about this, but no one ever does it. And I thought, that's odd. Well. You know, that's very strange. <laughs> there are 30 homes in this development, and no one ever does this. I thought, well, that's simple. Then I'll just do it. But Susan, I've got to I tell you. It. Well, but I'm going to tell you. That was back several months ago. And you know what? 
I still haven't done it. And what's really, I can't even grasp. I think to myself, why haven't I done it? Um, And, you know, I have a couple of thoughts about it, but I'm wondering if each person who's thought about actually doing it comes up against the same thing. And I'm wondering what what would be your take on something like that? I, I just think that that whole thing is fascinating because anytime I've mm-hmm. ever moved into a neighborhood, I am the absolute first one to pull a party together, right? Everyone's well, coming. Right. And I mean, you know, you have to remember we're living in strange times. That's so, true too. You know, the, that, that, that could be. And maybe start with something much smaller and just go and get together with one neighbor as opposed to trying to pull something together. That would be my first thought. Either that or everyone's, either that or everyone is uh, super shy. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe because, you know, it it is, it it is an interesting neighborhood, though. I will say that. Now, the the good news for me is that, you know, it's a, my community is like right outside, just beyond my neighborhood. So it's great. And, um, but still, I'm just, I'm so curious, you know, what a sociologist would say about that. Like, wow, everyone wants to be friends and everybody wants. (laughs) Well, I am not a sociologist. (laughs) I I know this pandemic has affected people in all sorts of weird ways. Um, You know, we we have all experienced it, but we have all experienced it differently. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I would, I would chalk it up to that, but, um, you know, and I, 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 you can only put yourself out there so many times, um, you know, without just hitting your head and exploding. So, yeah. you know, you also, you know, we're heading into the winter season, which I find people tend to be extra quiet. But, you know, again, I think just maybe instead of trying to do, like, bring many, try one-on-one to start. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe we'll start with that. But anyway, <laughs> it's, I mean, I, you know, I, no, 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 I find I said to myself, well, I have enough friends and I have enough community. Who knows? Maybe it's not, you know, but I, I think maybe I'll just wait until the spring at this point. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe I'll have a holiday party. Anyway, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, I want to have ask you for some practical tips for daily connections with colleagues, neighbors, and anyone in your community for that matter. Listeners, stay with us here. This is life, don't miss it. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Are you tired of going to work for someone else and not getting paid what you were worth? Does the thought of not being able to retire until you're 65 make you want to cry? Right now, there are people who are learning how to invest in real estate to earn passive income. That's income you don't have to work for. With the right system, you can double your income in the next 12 months by learning the wealth habits and strategies to create passive income through real estate. But it will take hard work and determination to get there. It will require learning how to network with business owners and entrepreneurs. Register today for the 100 Millionaires Summit, being held October 22nd through October 24th in Orlando at the Florida Hotel and Conference Center. Buy one ticket and bring a friend to this life-changing event. To learn more about the summit, sign up to iBuildMillionaires.com today. From newborns to newlyweds to grandchildren, photography helps us celebrate and commemorate. It archives a special time in our lives and gives generations of our family something to talk about. Capture that moment in your life with Amanda and Bella Photography. Amanda Rabello has studios in Situate, Massachusetts and Warwick, Rhode Island, where she can host you and your family for a personalized and personable photo session. She can also meet with you at any location across the South Shore for unforgettable, one-of-a-kind portraits. 
Amanda and Bella Photography offers a variety of session options based on your circumstances and goals, specializing in everything from portraits and headshots to family, newborn, engagement, and special occasion photos. Contact Amanda today to see if she's the right fit for your photo session. Visit amandaandbellaphotography.com. They say you are what you eat. In fact, the path to much of your health begins at your mouth. Dr. Nathaniel Chan from Advanced Dental Arts in Quincy and Norwell would like to take the time to show you how the well-being of your head, neck, and mouth affect your overall health. The family dentistry practiced at Advanced Dental Arts helps every member of your household have healthy teeth and prevent periodontal gum disease. Dr. Chan in particular focuses on cosmetics, sleep apnea, TMJ, and migraine pain. Even if you're not a patient, you can meet with Dr. Chan to discuss whitening, veneers, Invisalign clear braces, or implants. Reach out to Dr. Nathaniel Chan today to set up a free consultation at his office at either 353 Washington Street in Norwell or at 1250 Hancock Street in Quincy. Visit drnathanielchan.com. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fationa today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at the Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at the Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit terramiaristorante.com. This is life, don't miss it. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. On 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and I am speaking with Susan McPherson, who was the author of The Lost Art of Connecting, The Gather, Ask, Do Method for Building Meaningful Business Relationships. So, Susan, before the break, I asked you um, if you could share some practical tips for daily connections with our colleagues, neighbors, and, you know, others in our community or network. 
Sure. Well, again, I want I want folks to think back about, you know, what is the overall goal, right? I mean, again, I'm all I'm I love people just connecting for the sake of connecting, but I think as we discussed earlier, it you can you you, you could get blue in your face by just, you know, spending all day long reaching out to people. But I like to every morning reach out to three to five people in my community and my connections. And sometimes it's just the three people that come to mind. Uh, other times I will actually, like, just for five minutes, think about who haven't I talked to in a long time. And it, it literally is the first three people that pop up. Mm-hmm. And I will send them a text or I will make a quick phone call or I'll send an email and just say thinking of you or how are you doing? This past year and a half has been tough. Is there anything that could be helpful to you in your life right now? Oh, wow. And yeah, and I just, you know, it, 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 that has certainly helped me during the pandemic. And the reason being is I have been totally alone. I don't have parents, I don't have kids, and I don't have a significant other. So it was my lifeline. And literally, the, you know, there were, there were three kind of reasons why I did that. One, put a little joy in the world. We could all use a little more joy. Two, literally check on people that I cared about. And three, send out a bat signal that I was here and don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason for me. But we all have different reasons. Like you, you're new to an area. You may want to reach out to people and say, hey, do you happen to know people in this new town I moved to? I'd love to connect with them, with, with them because I'm having difficulty on my own. You know, or, hi, you know, I moved to a new area. Can you recommend a few restaurants? I mean, it doesn't have to be. We don't have to overthink it. Right. But, you know, at the beginning of a conversation, it, technology is plethora. It's everywhere. So use what means is most easy and comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're reaching out to people that you already know and, and know their preference, reach out in the means they like to receive. Right. It's, 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 it's human. It's kind. And, and you're much more likely to get a response. Well, but oftentimes I reach out getting rid of the desire to have a response. Instead, I just try to right. think about just, sending out missives a little like my parents did. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, fortunately for me, it's not a new area, just a, a, a new street. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank goodness, or I'd be really freaking out. You know, if I were moving out of state or something, it would be. It would be. It would be a challenge. I have to admit. Um, but you know, it's. I try to also just on a totally different note. I also try to look at things like a bigger picture like hmm now that's interesting um and and what i have kind of um attributed to all this is like you know maybe this is god's way of saying pull in more to yourself and look at some of those things that you've been wanting to do that you haven't done and now that you can get back out there and play tennis and and i'm taking a writing class and (laughs) and i am and i am well you know what i am i have never I, i can honestly say i have never felt so connected to my soul as I have taking a creative writing class and the people that I am involved in the class with. It is amazing. And But I tend to be, you know, look outside of myself. And, you know, I'm, as I said, I'm a big connector too. So this has sort of been a way for me to, to pull in a little bit and go, hmm, okay, I've got a little bit of quiet time here. What do I want to do that I haven't done that's I've, that I've been itching to do? Right? And I've been itching to take a creative writing class forever forever and I never wanted to truck into the city to take the class eh, I really don't want to do that you know I live in the <laughs> suburbs well now it's online so hey you know there's there's something to be said for that but anyway um so that's just a little side note here but um with just a little bit of time left I wanted to talk a little bit about volunteering and how um you say it increases our feelings of uh feeling of time affluence and boosts our self-esteem and confidence and if you could talk about that a little bit 
Well, it's been a little trick of mine because I've moved around a lot. And when I would move to a new city or a new location, I would know no one. And, you know, if, if my job allowed it, I'd meet people through my job, but they tended to be very much like me. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I found myself wanting to meet people who may not be just like me or may be able to provide me information or learn a new skill that I didn't know at my office or the company I was working for. So I would get involved in local civic organizations and volunteer. And I realize not all of us have time. Many of us have, you know, early parents or children, which obviously takes a good deal or saps a good deal of, of your day. But, you know, in this new world, again, back to technology, we can be volunteering from our laptop. We can be volunteering from our phone. And organizations could be truly benefiting from our our wisdom, our ideas, our networks, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. So I have found it a great way to meet new people, to learn new skills, to learn more about myself, and to actually learn things that I can then take back to my you know, professional career and enhance that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would advise listeners, you know, especially when they move to a new location, it's a great way to make new connections and at the same time learn more about yourself. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to share with you that I actually um, volunteer for a women's center in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. I don't know where you're located, but, um, and uh, I I just support women. We do a group called A Journey to Self, and it has been a a really um, just completely both enlightening and, and fulfilling experience, and, you know, really given to these women that are looking for some support. But I'm gonna tell you on a side note, this is really kind of funny, but, one of the women who was in the group turns out, and she's from uh, somewhere in Florida, she's a, a life coach. I've got to tell you, she's mind blowing. I have learned so much oh, from I have learned so much from that. her. Here I'm supposed to be the facilitator of this support group. I'm thinking, you know, I feel like she should be the facilitator, not <laughs> not not <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but I so, so, but I, so I've really grown from this. So it's really been um, great. But Susan, we just have three minutes left. And in the short three minutes, I'm going to put you in a box. What would you like the listeners to take away from this interview? Because you've shared so much already. But is there anything Aww. that we've left out that, that you would like them to hear? Well, one amazing factoid that I learned from the research I did for the book is that you will actually... All, all things considered, live longer if you put the effort into making meaningful connections, even more than if you ate kale every day and ran every day. So mm-hmm. the choice is yours. Now, I'm not recommending not eating kale, and I'm not recommending not running, but if you can also add to that making connections, you will actually be healthier. Oh, that is, that is so true. It, it absolutely is. I, I, I just maybe, I don't know, did I read something did i read a blog that you wrote or did i read it somewhere else i don't know but um yeah i mean there's just so much evidence that having fulfilling relationships and connections is i mean connections bottom line is the key to health it really truly is exactly exactly when you i'll just leave um, you with this you know in the old days right in the old old days first of all there was no such thing as therapy and prozac right? It didn't, it, it's not how, how life worked. Everybody just helped each other. And, you know, they were just, they just kind of all stuck together. 
Right. right. I mean, I don't know. That can be a little dysfunctional too. <laughs> we don't have time to get onto <laughs> off onto that tangent, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter anyway. But you know, I mean, there is a lot to be said for why all my aunts live to be ninety five years old. They all live together. Of course, they, there was a love hate relationship. <laughs> but anyway, I'm Susan, sure. <laughs> that's the Italian in in the family. But anyway, oh, Susan McPherson, that. the lost art of connecting, the gather ask do method for building meaningful business relationships. It has been such a pleasure having you on Talk with Francesca tonight. Thank you so much. I know your time is super valuable, so I appreciate you being with us tonight. Thank you, Francesca. It was a joy. All right, Susan. Thank you. All right, we've got to wrap things up and say good night. I hope you enjoyed this show. See you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. Mm-hmm.